Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. A few people tipped me off to the story that was in the news, and so I went and pulled the uh, press release from the government website. And I'm always amazed at how far people can get with something before they get caught. And these numbers are staggering. But two Riverside County brothers plead guilty to priority mail insurance scam that defrauded U.S. Postal Service out of more than $2 million. $2 million. So this is from the U.S. Attorney's Office out of California. Two brothers pleaded guilty to defrauding the United States Postal Service out of more than $2.3 million by filing thousands of fraudulent priority mail insurance claims. Thousands. I mean, have you ever done anything in your life thousands of times? <laughs> one of them is 35, the other one's 31. They each pleaded guilty to one count of mail fraud. One count. According to their plea agreements, from October of 16 to May of 19, the brothers purchased from the USPS priority mail packages and postages that included $100 in insurance for lost or damaged parcel contents. Uh, one of them would then wrap empty packages or packages containing little or no value and then sent them via priority mail to fake recipients at fictitious addresses. The other one then submitted the USPS fraudulent insurance claims via the Postal Service's website, falsely certifying the packages contained items of higher value than they did and lied that the packages were lost or had been damaged in transit. So one of them also included false invoices as well as photographs of goods that were not actually inside the parcels. The brothers used aliases and fake business names to hide the number of false insurance claims they submitted. So the question I have is, when you pay out the claim, do you pay it in the name of these people or do you pay it in the name of businesses? Because it would be kind of hard, I would think, to cash checks made out to a fake business unless you're getting someone else to cooperate with you, like, I don't know, a check cashing store or something. So relying on the false information in the fraudulent insurance claims, uh, the U.S. Postal Service issued checks to the brothers to cover their purported losses of up to $100 in value, plus the cost of the shipping. So they got their shipping costs back, too. USPS sent the insurance claim checks by mail to the brothers at various addresses, which included their home address, their business address, and approximately 15 different P.O. boxes, at two different post offices. The brothers then deposited the fraudulently obtained funds into their bank accounts. So you're talking about literally checks of $100, $110, $115, and it adds up to $2.3 million. And I just, I just find that baffling, that they could do it for that long, and it's like juggling and keeping all these balls in the air. How do you do that without getting caught? So, for example, in 2018, they fraudulently caused to be sent in the mail via UPS, a uh, $106.59 priority mail claim check, which was mailed to a business address in California. The total loss caused to the USPS through the scheme was at least $2.367 million. $2,367,033. U.S. District Judge scheduled a November 1 sentencing hearing for the brothers, at which time each of them will face a statutory maximum of 20 years in federal prison. But, of course, they pled guilty to one count, and uh, there's no mention of previous problems with the law. There's a good chance they're not going to see anything close to 20 years. U.S. Postal Service Office of Inspector General investigated the matter, while Assistant U.S. Attorney of the Riverside Branch Office is prosecuting the case. And so... I've mentioned before that a lot of times people will start doing something to get away with it. Next thing you know, they're doing it so fast that it'll blow your mind, and then they get caught. And you always wonder what would have happened if these guys had stopped at, I don't know, $1 million. But 
I'm not suggesting people should. I'm just pointing out that when it gets to that scale, I'd have to imagine it's hard not to get caught. But the weird part about this is, is that I, I, I think the U.S. Post Office, the U.S. Postal Service, does a great job. If you think about the vast majority of things that they handle. And in the old days, when people used more mail, the idea that you could buy a stamp for you know, 30, 40, 50 cents as the prices have gone up, and take a letter, stick it in an envelope in Florida, and throw it in a mailbox, and it winds up in Alaska shortly thereafter, is actually not a bad deal, okay? But I'll admit, I've had issues with the post office also, and I've, I've done a video years ago, I'm not sure if it's still up or not, and I was talking about some of the crazier things that I've had happen to me because of, of things I've put through the mail. And years ago, I did a book signing in a remote place quite far from where I lived. And I had with me cases of books that I'd brought with me on this particular trip. And I had one box of books left that was unopened. And I wanted to get it home. And I didn't want to carry it onto a plane because it would be too heavy and be a pain in the rear. So I said, no, I'll mail it to myself. I'll ship it media mail because it is, in fact, books. And I can do that. Media mail is inexpensive. And so I went to the local post office in the town I was in, and I, and I walked up the counter. I had this box, and I had very nicely made a label for it. And it was to me, from me, but of course I was shipping it for another place. And I talked to the woman behind the counter about this. And I said, okay, I'm shipping is media mail, um, big box. It's been a while since I've done a big box like that. And I talked to her, I said, you know, do, do I need to package it differently? Is there anything I should do? And she goes, no, no, you're all set, you're all set. And I, and I actually think I may have even suggested insurance. And she just kind of waved me off. And I remember at the time thinking, yeah, you know, I'm fine, I'm fine. And uh, I got home, and the next day I hear the, uh, the, 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 the mail guy come by and drop something on the front porch. And it's my box of books. And I lean over to pick it up, and I brace myself because they're heavy. They're heavy books. <laughs> And I almost flew off the ground because the box was empty. The box was empty. It was taped shut, but I recognized that it was not my tape. And so I bring the box inside, and I'm baffled by this. I took photographs of it, too, because I think it's kind of strange. Because somebody had sliced the box open, removed all the books for inspection, and then not put the books back in the box and simply sealed the box up empty and put the empty box back in the mail and you might say steve how do you know they did that i know they did it because they stamped it that way it said contents removed for inspection so i got the box and there was the postage that i paid for on it and there was stamps all over it media mail contents removed for inspection and then right below that was another stamp made by the local post office that said box received empty so they are the ones who did it. They removed the books and decided not to put them back in. The books fit perfectly. The box was, it's one of those situations where they were using the exact correct size box at the publisher. And so they had removed all the books and said, yep, these are books. Sealed the box up and sent the box on its way. So I carry my empty box into the post office, which is easy to do because it's empty. And I go up the front and the guy goes, can I help you? And I said, yeah, I just got this box in the mail. And I go, it's empty. And he goes, yeah, it looks like uh, it was received empty here. That's why we stamped it. I go, right above that, what's that stamps in? He goes, oh, the contents were removed for inspection. I go, okay, so why didn't they put the contents back in? 
And he goes, uh, I don't know. I didn't do it. I said, but can I, can I file a claim on this? He goes, did you buy insurance? And I go, no, I didn't buy insurance. I didn't think I needed to get insurance to cover me for intentional act by the post office. He goes, oh, any claim you want to file requires insurance. And he goes, some things are automatically insured. He goes, but media mail is not. He goes, so if you'd wanted to have insurance against our people taking your books out and throwing them away, you had to buy that insurance. I said, really? He goes, yeah. He goes, there's nothing I can do for you. Nothing. So I took the box home and looked at it for a few minutes and I threw it away. And so there go, I believe, 16 books at my cost. I'm guessing two or 300 bucks for the books. Um, and I don't know where they are. There's some place at some intermediate transit center between where I was and where I was then, where I was at first and then where I was, that kind of thing. Uh, and they're gone. They're gone. So, you know, don't get me wrong. There's a spectrum here, good things, bad things, and all over the board. Uh, you'll have to remember, though, that there was an episode of Seinfeld. <laughs> Seems like there's always either an episode of Seinfeld or The Simpsons. It covers pretty much everything. And there's the episode of Seinfeld where um, Kramer had suggested to Jerry that when his stereo broke, he could ship it to himself and the post office would pay for it. And Jerry said, um, isn't that wrong, you know, in essence? And Kramer's like, no, they just write it off. <laughs> and Jerry goes, I bet you don't know what that means. And Kramer's like, what? <laughs> they just write it off. They write it off. That, that somehow makes it all better. But here we got the two brothers who pleaded guilty to priority mail insurance scam, and they had defrauded the Postal Service out of more than $2.3 million, allegedly 110 bucks at a time, basically. And that's, to me, just a staggering number of transactions. That's amazing if, in fact, these two guys did all of that, but they each pled guilty to one count of mail fraud. They'll be sentenced later this year. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. Everything is within walking distance, if you have the time.